I'm Audrey Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of the San Francisco Chronicle, and you're listening to Fifth Emission. We've been sheltering in place for about two months, and there's another month on the horizon. If you're married, and especially if you have a family, that means new pressures on those relationships. Columnist and reporter Tony Bravo has been putting a lot of thinking into what makes a marriage work during shelter in place, and I asked him to join me to discuss his story on what he found. That's available now on sfchronicle.com. Tony, so you've been speaking to couples about what it's like to be stuck inside during this pandemic. What kind of issues did people bring up to you when you asked them about areas of stress for their relationships? Audrey, it was a wide range of issues. The biggest one I would say overall is just how do couples figure out how to navigate a much smaller space together than they are used to being in when they're out in the world or when they are splitting their time away from each other by going to the office, going out to run errands. The amount of time that people are now spending together um, is you know, drastically increased from when people were working in their separate offices. Also, just balancing the needs of the day, Audrey, is a really big thing with a lot of people. Scheduling has become a major factor in most marriages. Scheduling, like who gets to be in the office at which, what kind of scheduling issues did people raise to you? You got it. Um, Who gets to use this room for a Zoom call for work? Who's going to be watching the kids if there are children in the marriage during uh, this professional commitment? How do we um, have one partner that's not working, that's trying to amuse themselves or watch TV while somebody else needs space to focus on, you know, highly intensive work. Um, It's a lot about communication and negotiation, marriage under shelter. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think marriage is like that a little bit. Anyway, um, maybe we should start uh, the the podcast by pointing out that you are a newlywed. I am. uh, Two months. And, and so you're and and I this this summer I will have been married for 20 years. I was a child bride, um, and so we're coming at it from very different perspectives. Did how long people are married? Did, did that change what shelter in place is like for them? That's a really interesting question, Audrey. I think that the issues were the same, but perhaps some of the coping mechanisms were better built in after. 10 years of marriage, after 20 years of marriage, after 30 years of marriage. People know each other better the longer that they've been married. And I think people know the buttons not to push or the areas where they should have some pre-negotiation because it's been a reoccurring issue, you know, space, uh, time management, who's going to be doing the errands, who's going to be braving the world during shelter to get groceries. Did anything surprise you about your shelter in place, given the fact that you're a newlywed? I mean, like, what's your personal experience like that then? I actually think we're doing pretty well. We do what a lot of couples do. We have sort of two separate workspaces during the day. He takes the bedroom to compose and arrange music and have his meetings. And I take the living room as the unofficial um, newsroom annex over here in Hayes Valley. And um, we do what everyone else does. We check in about when we're going to need to have phone time, when it might be a good idea for somebody to go for a walk because there's going to be a lot of uh, meeting activity. We try and check in with each other at the beginning and at the end of our days about what lies ahead and what we need to worry about. I'm really lucky because I got the office because I have so many podcasts throughout the day. So I, I think, you know, the thing that 
I would say is different about being married after 20 years is, um, and, and my husband and I met when I was 14, so we've known each other a very long time. Um, but I think you have a different appreciation of what I do, at least what his work life is like. It's something that I've, I, even though we've known each other forever, I've never really been able to see firsthand. And and similarly, I think he always knew that I was super busy during the day and that my days were very long, but I don't think he knew just how many things are being juggled all the time when you're running a newsroom remotely that now he has different perspectives. So I find it to be sort of helpful in this weird way. Sheltering can be an empathy building exercise for some marriages and for some partners. Um, I like hearing that you have a better idea of what goes on in your daytimes. Can I ask you a question about sheltering um, as a married couple with a child? I, I've heard from a lot of the couples that I spoke to that one of the bigger parts of their negotiations and their days is figuring out um, who's going to be with their child, who's going to be instituting the online learning plan. Is that something that goes on in your house? Well, I have to say, and, and I've said this publicly before, I have a very somewhat unusual arrangement because um, probably if we were in the office and everything was normal, I would still say my husband probably does 70% of the child stuff because his job is slightly more flexible. And it has probably increased under shelter in place just because the news has been so relentless. We were negotiating whether he could move his office into the guest bedroom. And I said, well, I can't I can't stop recording this podcast right now if he comes in <laughs> to the office and says, uh, mom, it's recess time or something like that. So I, we have a slightly different situation, but I, I know for other people that we work with and probably a lot of the people that you interviewed too, it can be very difficult trying to find those times. We have colleagues on Slack that take off from 11 to 1.30 and that's their time where they get to be with kids. Did did you find anybody who had a particularly creative solution to it? Because I'm sure my husband would like to know what it is. Uh, definitely negotiation of space. Um, certain couples with kids were getting up even earlier at five to start working and to get essential paperwork type of things done before they had to start dealing with kids that wake up around seven and, you know, feed and clothe them and get them started on an activity from 7.30 to 8 and then start jumping on calls at 8 in a separate part of the house while the other partner continues the activities with the kids and then they would trade off. The amount of creative scheduling that I think has to go on for parents from, from what they told me seems like a whole, like an entirely separate career that a lot of couples have now had to undertake being um educators and organizers and people that are juggling not only their own careers, but a, a small being's learning experience. Um, and these, a lot of these parents are saying that the teachers that have put together these online learning plans have been invaluable, uh, not only in continuing the learning, but in giving the kids something to do that makes it possible for parents to navigate their work lives while they're sheltering and parenting. These issues that you're writing about are so personal to people and it and it changes so much between family to family, I think. How how did you get people to come clean and talk to you honestly about what they're experiencing? 
Well, here's a little reporter's trick I've learned to use if there's a situation that I might have some familiarity with. I do tell them that I'm married and that what they're telling me is not going to shock me and that I'm dealing with with my own working from home while married hiccups, sheltering while being married. Um, and that, I think, sometimes opened the doors. We get a lot. I've been getting a lot of my sourcing off of people that want to talk to me on social media, which I love the wider net I'm able to cast with social media. Interestingly, I had somebody come to me that wanted to talk that was a cast member at uh, Hamilton that I had done an interview with previously for a panel with the gay men's chorus. And they wanted to share their story with me because they had been planning to get married. And then the shelter order and the pandemic took over and they've now had to delay their wedding. And because I knew him from a different beat, uh, he felt comfortable having a conversation with me about what it's like to shelter with his fiance in a studio apartment. Oh my gosh. How I hope they're still planning on getting married. They are. They've had to delay their wedding by a year. Um, the ceremony, they're doing the paperwork and the legal getting married exactly on the date they planned on doing it because they want to make sure that legally, just in case there's any issues with the virus or anything else going on, that they have the unquestionable right to be the ones making decisions. This is a, um, a gay male couple. So, you know, we are not, um, alien to those issues in our community from the years prior to uh, legalized same-sex marriage. So I, I thought that was pretty uh, remarkable that they still wanted to have the very special, very detailed ceremony in Mexico in 2021 now that they were planning for this July, but that they were going to take all of the legal precautions of actually getting married when they had planned to. And they'll actually be getting married on the anniversary of their first date, which I thought was uh, pretty sweet. That's what my husband and I did also. That is sweet. Uh, Tony, I want to take a break, but then I want to come back and, and, and talk to you about what some of the experts told you about keeping a marriage sane while sheltering in place. We'll be right back after this. Tony, you spoke with some family law experts um, who I'm sure had a lot of thoughts about what can go right and what can go wrong when your whole family is sheltering in place. What did they tell you about this? I spoke to Deborah Schoenberg of Schoenberg Family Law here in San Francisco, and her biggest takeaway from this was that couples that were already splitting have made the resolve that they want to split. She hasn't had a single couple that has said the pandemic or sheltering in place has made us reconsider the decision to separate. Um, what has surprised her, though, is the number of people that have gotten in touch with her since the shelter in place order to put together uh, prenuptial agreements because they do want to get married being in the shelter situation for couples that want to make that step has made them more resolved to get married. So she said that she's seen an up in prenuptial agreements because people are making the decision to go ahead with those unions. What I think the shelter order did for some couples, and this is based on what Deborah told me, is it highlighted what was working and it also highlighted what wasn't working. I, I was hoping that maybe there might be one story of this couple had decided after sheltering together, after seeing what was going on in the world, that they wanted to give it a second chance. But no, it seems like it it only brought to the surface even more so um, a resolve to either get together or to separate. Sort of a life is too short and I don't want to have to shelter with her, with this person forever just in case this pandemic keeps coming back type of issues. 
I, I, I think that's really interesting. And, and to me, it calls into question the, the logic of some of these divorce laws that have a waiting period just to make sure you're super sure if, if you're not sure at, in the middle of a pandemic, uh, it seems <laughs> it seems like there's no turning back for for those people. I would agree. Um, <laughs> uh, where did people say things were working or that they were able to bring romance back into the, you know, sometimes we would say, hey, let's go have date night. You can't go have date night. So what are the creative people doing? Well, the creative people are having date nights. I'm learning people even with very active careers. And as I discussed in my story on separations between work and home life while working in home during shelter, uh, those calls, those work emails come in at all hours now. But I've talked to couples that are setting aside certain times in the week, certain times of the day that is just you and me time, just couple time. The kids are in bed, all work devices are off. They're watching a movie. They're doing an online hangout. They're doing a virtual happy hour. They are just spending time communicating with each other about stuff that's not scheduling or not negotiating space for the next day. One of the stories that really got me kind of in the heart was about a couple in Oakland, uh, Kenny and Karen, who actually met at the old Spinelli's coffee shop in Coal Valley. It hasn't been there for a few years, but he was the barista and she was ordering a drink. And he said, Kenny, who is the uh, stay at home partner uh, of their two daughters, a, a high school senior and a college age daughter that's come back home. He set up a little fake Spinelli's coffee shop in their guest cottage that Karen uses for her calls during the day for her job. And he put up a, an espresso machine there. So some days of the week, certain mornings, his wife and his two daughters are able to come and order a coffee from him at this little fake Spinelli's where they had their first meeting. And that gesture just struck me not only as romantic for Kenny and Karen, but is a great way of including the family, their two daughters, in the story of how they met. It was a reminder of simpler times of, of a time in their relationship that was new. I've seen pictures of this uh, little uh, pretend coffee shop, and it struck me as the type of gesture that they will probably be talking about for years to come. How did we survive the pandemic? Well, we made it all about our first date. That is so lovely. I have goosebumps. That's such a nice story. Did you find some similarities and maybe couples like this, like everybody who says they're doing okay or even thriving, what do they have in common? I have to say it's all about communication. It's about checking in with each other. I think the more scheduled or at least the more um, checked in you can be with one another about what your issues are for space, for work, for who's going to watch the children if you have children during the day, I think the better. This is not a time when I think we can we cannot be in communication with each other, especially if you're living like we are in an apartment or in a smaller home, the more you seek permission, the less you have to ask for forgiveness, I would say, to kind of twist that adage. 
um, I think it's easier in this situation too to check on stuff ahead of time rather than interrupt somebody's Zoom meeting by walking in in your pajamas or even less, heaven forbid. Um, oh, I heard of that happening with another editor uh, the other side of the country. Not me, but yes. <laughs> Nobody in the it, Bay Area. It has happened. No, Well, I'm sure it's happened to somebody in the Bay Area, but um, <laughs> that case was not me. But yeah, you do have to make sure, you know, when... When people are on a Zoom call, it, sometimes it's hard to tell if it's an important Zoom call that you can come into the office for or if it's a, you know, stay away sort of Zoom call. It's one thing to be Zooming with your family and to be in your pajamas. It's quite another when it's the VP of your company, right? Yes, I would think so. Do, do you have a takeaway after interviewing all of these couples um, about the state of marriage? I think it's kind of fallen out of favor with a lot of people, the institution of marriage itself. Um, is this exposing that it has some benefit? For this story, I spoke to heterosexual couples. I spoke to same-sex couples. And I think across the board, what rose to the top for me was that people want to make their marriages work right now. If they were already committed to their marriages, they will go to extraordinary lengths of learning how to communicate, learning how to spend a lot more time together, learning how to navigate all of the arrangements that now have to go into life while sheltering in order to continue to keep their marriages healthy and strong. I think we're really developing a lot more empathy for our partners in this situation too. Like you said, seeing what our partners do during the day, I think gives us a better understanding for when the shelter order is over of why they might feel the way they do when they come home after a particularly long work day. Overall though, the one biggest thing that I would recommend and that I would say has helped my own marriage is communication during this. It is just so much easier to talk about it ahead of time than to find yourself in the middle of that pajama walk-in on a Zoom meeting, than to find yourself in a really petty argument over who gets the living room between the hours of noon and one. I would rather talk about it ahead of time and then spend what little time we have where we're not working or worried about the pandemic doing something that is really about us getting to be together. I think even though we're spending so much more time together, we actually have to carve out of that time the quality alone focused on each other time with even more ferocity than we had to pre-pandemic because work and the issues of the coronavirus are... Uh, infringing on kind of all of the areas of our lives right now. I think that's really well said. Uh, Tony, thanks for being with me today. Thanks for having me, Chief. Thank you to Tony Bravo for being with me today and to his husband, Mr. Michael Conley. Thank you to my husband, Kirk Seward, for keeping the child relatively calm during all these podcast recordings. Thank you to King Kaufman for producing this episode and his wife, Jane Paris. And as always, thank you for listening. Fifth Emission is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle. If you like this podcast, please consider becoming a financial supporter of the largest newsroom in Northern California. You can sign up for a San Francisco Chronicle membership at sfchronicle.com slash pod.